Listeners, did you know that an estimated 5 billion plastic hand soap and cleaning bottles are thrown away each year? And if that's not bad enough, most cleaning formulas are 90% water, which is heavy to ship, leading to excessive carbon emissions. Plus, those products are often filled with nasty ingredients like chlorine and ammonia. That's a lose-lose situation for you and the planet. Nobody's trying to have that. Enter Blue Land. Blue Land is on a mission to eliminate single-use plastic by reinventing cleaning essentials to be better for you and the planet with the same powerful clean you're used to. The idea is simple. They offer refillable cleaning products with a beautiful cohesive design that looks great on your counter. Fill your reusable bottles with water, drop in the tablets, and wait for them to dissolve. Genius! You'll never have to grab bulky cleaning supplies on your grocery run again. Refills start at just $2.25. Blue Land is trusted in over 1 million homes, including mine, y'all. When I received my first shipment of Blue Land, I was blown away by how this simple concept just makes so much sense. It's so easy. You just drop the tablet into the stylish functional bottles and get your clean on. I love the subscription option because I am not trying to get one more bulky item in my cart. Blue Land products really get the job done and leave my home smelling so fresh and clean. Blue Land has a special offer for our listeners. Right now, get 15% off your first order by going to blueland.com slash clink. You won't want to miss this, guys. Blueland.com slash clink for 15% off. Listeners, Remember when everyone was doing juice cleanses and was basically hangry all the time? Well, there's a better, more sustainable way to lose weight. Roe provides access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. The Roe Body Program pairs a weekly shot with healthy lifestyle changes so you can lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Rose partners handle all the insurance paperwork to help get medication covered. If eligible for medication, patients have access to their provider on demand for any questions. You can sign up online from the comfort of your own home. This means no scheduling a doctor's appointment, no commute to the doctor's office, and no waiting rooms. Average weight loss is 15 to 20% in one year with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to Roe dot co slash clink sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 after that medication costs are separate that's ro dot co slash clink hi and welcome to housewives of true crime welcome welcome i am tabitha Give me Dateline, white wine, and I'll pick up your kids in the carpool line. The next day, right? Yeah, the next day. Okay. And I am Gretchen. I like white wine, true crime, and in bed by nine because I have a lot of stuff to do in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) We are housewives of true crime. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Welcome. Welcome. Housewives of True Crime. That's right. We are officially both in summer. School's out for summer. How has it been the first day? Sleeping in? Not going to school? No, I'm not sleeping in. Your ass told me we had to record (laughs) early. (laughs) I definitely did tell you that. I was like, I texted you at like four o'clock your time. I'm like... (laughs) Wakey, wakey, eggs and bakey. Yeah. So there's that. 
Uh, no, but I need my days free, you know, to do all the things that come with summer, like extra dishes, <laughs> extra laundry, because clothes I'm be getting you. wet. I don't know how it happens, but it even when you're home and yeah, never ending. The beach towels. And the beach oh. towels and the beach towels. I am such a good sport. Yes, I went to the beach after school yesterday, last day of school. And what? And was oh, it good? and <laughs> was it not good? <laughs> was that little that little bee there? No, she wasn't there. Okay, but good. no, it was great. I mean, it you know, there's like a group of moms that all like congregate together because they all know each other, and I still feel like kind of the outsider, yeah. so I didn't. But, you know, there was some cool moms that I did talk to. Yeah. So, uh, it just yeah, it was cool. Time. You know, my kids just want to be in the water. So I actually watch them. Like, you know. Yes. Like they're not just other building pe- sandcastles where you know no right yeah so, so other people are like hanging out on the grass and their kids weren't even getting in the water and, you know. This is not how we roll. Yeah, my kids love the water too, so I always have an eye on them. I went to see Top Gun last night, Crutchy. Um, I did, and I saw you even dressed for the part. So it was a costume party. A somebody, one of my girlfriends, rented out the entire theater, and oh, geez, extra everybody dressed in costume. I mean, I, I think if I didn't come in costume. They would have looked at me kind of funny. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So everybody dressed the part. There is one guy there that actually is a Tom Cruise lookalike. I mean, the guy gets told he looks like Tom Cruise every day. How did you have that costume? Do you have like some secret sex dungeon with (laughs) loads of costumes, racks? No, I ordered that I don't know about. I ordered it on Amazon. (laughs) You did? It was, you know, the prime shipping, two day delivery. Okay. And Sean's costume, the jacket, was his dad's. Oh, he was, yes. Sean's dad's an Air Force man. Yes. Vintage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that was pretty cool that he had that. And I will tell you, the movie is good. You know? People, it was. People, it's gotten like a 99% tomatoes. So that's like the best you can get. And I think it's hard to not be good when... You've got a lot of airplanes. Really well, cool. Well, do airplanes. they mention the Kelly? The part I can't get over is the Kelly McGillis thing. Because the, the last one, you know, he like rides off into the sunset with the, you know, Kelly McGillis, but now she's old. I so she's know. not in it. So they got some like 20 something. No, they didn't. To it's play. Jennifer Conley. And, well, she's, she's young and he's old. She's not young. She does not look that young in the movie. She's, and you know what's funny about But how her? old is he? He's got to be like 60. 59. Okay. I did say on our our Instagram that I thought he doesn't really age. I mean, he aged a little bit, but not like these other actors, right? Not like Val Kilmer, who can't even speak anymore. Also, you guys, just real quick, because I know you guys love us, and some of you have not... Uh, subscribed yet. So if you haven't, please go to your app right now and subscribe. But Jennifer Conley is 
It's 51. Damn it. I just Googled it. Okay. So maybe I'll go see it. But how did they, did they address the Kelly McGillis thing? Not they that say I, she died or something at least? Not that I recall, but I am really a bad movie watcher, you guys. I am, I don't get Oh, the, that's true. I am. <laughs> I am the worst. So at the end, I was like, why are they bombing that thing? And Sean's like, oh my God, did you even watch the movie, woman? So, no, I think we're both kind of saying we get the highlights. Yeah. Yeah. She, and I will tell you, I do think Jennifer Conley has is prettier now than she was when she was in her 20s. She's she just ages very nice. Maybe she's also a Scientologist. I think those Scientologists, they drink some special water. They've got all the vitamins and stuff. Something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is, but I was like, this Tom Cruise looks like he's, you know, Something. put on about Five years, not 25 years. Yeah. Okay. Um, And then we talked on our Patreon episode last week about the Johnny Depp trial. But you guys all know that, you know, Amber Heard is going to be paying Johnny a lot of money. She's in debt. She's in debt. (laughs) (laughs) Real far. But I'll bump. Oh, you are funny, girl. I know. (laughs) So, Um, yeah, I think, you know, she'll work it out. I hope so. You know what she could do? She would be really good at, um, I don't think, Tab thinks that she has a shot at OnlyFans. I don't think that's in her future because I don't think she has any fans. But I think maybe some celebrity boxing, WWE. She's kind of small. I think that's where she's, I think that's where she's going. (laughs) I mean... We just did also the case on Patreon of China. So yes, Tab, and let me tell you what I just learned on my Peacock app. What? There's a whole wrestle channel. There is a channel for wrestling. That doesn't surprise me. Yeah. (laughs) People love that shit. (laughs) I'm telling you. I mean, I grew up with, you know, the WWF or whatever it was with the whole group. And I told you that before. Yeah. So you know, I, I can only imagine it's a thing. Yeah, it's a thing. But anyways, are you ready for our case for the week? Yes, I am. Let's okay. hear it. Let's do okay. it. All righty, Gretchy. Our case this week comes from our friend Mel Waldron. Waldron? Ralden. You know what, Melissa? I am sorry. I'm butchering your last name. But... Waldron. It's got to be easy. It does not even spelled hard. So forgive me, girlfriend, for that. But thank you for bringing it to my attention. And it comes uh, close to where she grew up. So let me tell you where it was in Norton Shores. Do you know where that is? No, I do not know where that is. Where is that? tell you why you don't know where it is because it's in a small county called Muskegon County in Michigan. Okay, not familiar with Michigan. I'm not either, but it looks pretty beautiful. Home of the Great Lakes. That's right. And guess what? North Shores, you can only imagine, is right on the lake. Imagine. North Shores is just about 20,000 people and the homes go from anywhere from $100,000 to $500,000. It looks like a really cute town. Yeah. And it's known for its great schools. 
But my problem with anything up in the north is it's cold as F. So, Oh, listen. They have a whole show about boats up there on the Great Lakes. Mm -hmm. You don't think about it being, you know, rough waters because it's a lake. But it is crazy. Oh, no. It's like an ocean. Icy. Yeah. It's like an ocean. Yeah. Yeah. Bananas. I mean, it goes on where you can't see the end of it, which, you know, the lakes we're used to, you almost can see from one end to the next. So, right. Yeah. And even on Lake Havasu, right, you can see the next shore that you're going to. Yeah. So, anyways, back in 2013, there was a young mom named Jessica Haringa. Haringa? Haringa. Haringa. Something like that. She was working at the Exxon gas station in Norton Shores. She was only 25. Tiny, little blonde girl. She stood a whopping five foot one and weighed a buck oh five with these bright, bright blue eyes. Like, amazing blue eyes. Your eyes are kind of green, but you have that, like, you have that kind of sparkle in your eye, you know, Gretchen? Oh, thank you. That's like Jessica. She had these eyes that I just like, they're piercing blue. I don't know. I love it. So anyways, Jessica had a three-year-old boy and a boyfriend, possibly fiancé, that she lived with. The news from the that relationship is a little suspicious. Seems like they had a pretty tumultuous relationship. There were some drugs involved. So, you know, that makes waves in a relationship. So some reports are they were engaged. Her mom says they were on their way out. Her dad said, I mean, it was like not good. It's not. It makes for an unhealthy dynamic. I think so. So Jessica's job at the Exxon station was really just to get her by. I'm sure that wasn't her lifetime goal of a job. She was trying to figure out what she wanted to do with her life and as far as school, getting her shit together, probably breaking up with a boyfriend and working at the Exxon just to make some money. And, you know, she kind of liked it because it was a night shift and her friends would swing by and chat with her and she got to know some customers. By the way, do you remember that Shell station out on the east end of Ventura? Did you ever go out there? You were kind of on the West End, so no, you probably didn't. No, but no. all these people that we knew used to work at this Shell station, and it was kind of, I I feel like that was like Jessica's job, you know, like we would swing by, we would hang out. I think people probably bought alcohol under the age there, something like that. Allegedly. Allegedly. Sure. No, listen, the gas station gig scares me a little because I'm afraid of the robbery situation. But on the upside, seems like a great job where you could have a little ear pod in your ear, be listening to podcasts. 100%. Pass the time. I even see people watching the the television on their phone. Sure. I would do it. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, of course. So on the night of April 25th, Jessica was working and a woman walked in and questioned her about working late night. She was like, you know, I can't imagine working alone in this gas station. It's probably not the safest thing for you. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. And Jessica says, you know, it's fine. I'm good. And a man behind this woman says, yeah. 
and she has her customers looking out for her. Well, that kind of creeped Jessica out, and it creeped the woman out, too, which creeps me out also. Yeah, yeah. I think the guy put off some creep vibes. Maybe he was getting gas a little too often, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So then the very next night on April 26, Jessica was working when a man came into the station to get some gas. I think his pump wasn't working, which happens to me all the time for whatever reason. I don't know if it's because my car's diesel or what, but I am constantly having to go into the gas station. So he walks into the station and he looks around and he doesn't see anybody. He calls out like, hello, anybody here? He walks around hollering. And mind you, this is 11, like I think it's about 11.06 at night. Okay. Yeah. He notices a purse on the counter behind the counter where somebody should be working and a car in the parking lot, but no one is there. So he calls the police. I had walked inside. There's nobody. There's a car here. There's a, another car out front, but it just it is very suspicious why there's nobody here. Okay. So did you yell or anything? Or? Yeah, I hollered, hey, I, you know, walked around the building. It's just, um, I don't know. So real quick, I mean, the guy made a good call, right? Like, I feel like I would not have called the police. I would have just thought the attendant was like screwing her boyfriend in the bathroom or something. Oh, he made a good call. No, I'd be scared. I go to the dark place real quick. Oh, you do? I think I would have just been like... She was negligent on her job. I don't think no. I would have thought no, that. No, because I worry about those. Well, I guess I wouldn't have known that it was a young lady working, but I do. I I worry about them. You know, I think this guy did frequent the gas station enough to know that it was Jessica working there. So yeah. maybe if I had thought, you know, there was this really young tiny girl working at a gas station at 11 o'clock at night. um, that may, and she was not there, I maybe would have called. I mean, he's pretty calm about it. And he thinks like, you know, maybe this is not a call I need to be making, but it's strange that nobody's here. So, Listen, also cover your ass. If shit did happen oh, right. and you were like the last one there, there's all those cameras, you need to be calling the police. Yeah, true. Except for this gas station didn't have cameras, which we'll get into. Oh, shit. Which it's like, dude. That's the least you could do is put up some like CCT cameras. They're not expensive anymore either, you know? Yeah. Ring camera, anything. So the police roll up and they too notice that all of Jessica's stuff, including cash in her wallet, her car, her phone, are all there, but no Jessica. Jessica Haringa was missing. The police immediately call the manager of the station and she says, you know what? I was driving by around 11 o'clock and saw a silver van near the back of the station. She said she was alarmed because it's not a typical parking spot and the rear hatch was open. She said she was a bit concerned that this guy was stealing product with Jessica. So she sat and watched for a moment from like across the street. 
but once she saw him close up the hatch and drive away, she didn't think much of it. Like maybe he was just dumping trash or something. Okay. I do find it a little odd that she didn't drive into the station just to check and make sure. But I don't know. I mean, if she was, you know, coming home from bar, restaurant or whatever, maybe she just was like, oh, you know, whatever. Yeah. You know, I am always on the long road trips and there is something I always feel dirty when I'm like, do pull up behind a dumpster or something and uh, offload my trash somewhere. I do it. I do do it. Yeah, I do it. I am like really into getting the trash out of my car as we go. But you ever like get the like side eye from somebody who's like looking at you with like a whole trash bag? Yes. Yeah. I try to sneak do it. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Which is so sus. It's like, what are you hiding? Like, what are you dumping? It's not dead potty parts. I swear it is McDonald's and sunflower seeds. And I'm like, I hope nobody sees my McDonald's cup that I'm throwing out because I don't want to be shamed for going through a drive through fast food joint with my kids. Yeah. It's a little better out in Texas. People don't judge you as much. So that must be nice. nice. Yeah. And you know what? You know what here I've been really noticing? The iced tea is people love iced tea here. I mean, it is like a thing. What's not to love? And I love iced tea. I mean, I really moved to the right state. So police go to the back of the store because that's where the manager says, and they do find a couple drops of blood. They also find a laser sight to a Walter 322 pistol, which is a gun. It's okay. like a laser pointer of a gun, I'm assuming, or something like that. But they find this It's like a part piece. that you attach. That's okay. right. That had fallen off. So... This episode is sponsored by Astapro. Thanks, Astapro, for providing Tab and I with samples. Shout out to all my allergy-suffering friends out there. You know how they say it's that time of year for allergies? Well, for me, it sort of feels like it's always that time of year. I thought I had tried everything until I recently discovered Astapro. Astapro is the first of its kind nasal allergy spray. It is the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength, indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. That's A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. Astapro and go. It's faster, bro. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Clink, clink. I'm talking about Rakuten. Have you checked it out? Because I recommend you do. Rakuten is the most rewarding way to shop and save because the members earn cash back on everything they buy. Rakuten is a shopping platform that partners with over 3,500 stores that I know I shop online at like Zappos, Sephora, and Best Buy. We are all already online shopping at our favorite stores, so why not be saving while doing it? It's a no-brainer. Rakuten is the smartest way to save money when you shop. 
How it works is the stores pay Rakuten a commission for sending them shoppers and Rakuten shares the commission with its members. You get paid via check or PayPal quarterly. Membership is free and it's easy to sign up. Start all your shopping at Rakuten.com or get the Rakuten app and start saving today. Your cash back really adds up. They test the blood and of course it ends up being Jessica's. Unfortunately, like I said earlier, the gas station does not have any video surveillance. We do see that there is a transaction, I think, at like 1054 for a lighter. And that is not somebody that drives a silver van. And then you've got this other guy coming in at 1106 to pump his gas. So the timing of this is real small. Right. Yeah. We're thinking 10 minutes here. There are some CCT footages from nearby businesses, and it does look like a Chrysler silver, silver Chrysler town and country van drives by. um, But there's you can't you can't see the license plate. You know, it's like really shoddy footage. Police look up how many silver chrysler town and country vans there are in the state of michigan and there are probably a lot of moms in the state of michigan because there are over fifteen thousand of those exact vans really i used to have a silver car remember i feel like that's not a common color anymore listen i just when we went to san antonio we rented a car we rented a like an suv Mm-hmm. And they gave us a silver one. And you know what my initial thought was? Because I used to have a silver car also that I loved. And I was like, who buys silver anymore? This car is not, it's like not the color, which it used to be like such a cool color. You know what I also think? I think that like, you know how everybody was into like murdering out their car. Mm-hmm. Got to have the black on black wheels. I think that's kind of on the out. I have black wheels. I know. I think you can still pull it off, but I I think it's the combination of the black on black with those kind of like um, muted colors, like the muted gray and like greenish. Like those are that's out. That's out. Okay. Yeah. Good to know. Don't buy a silver car and don't murder out your car either. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Good to know. Stay on trend. Uh I mean... (laughs) <laughs> it's kind of hard to do with such an expensive no e- thing. No yeah. one's even driving. Just stay out of your car, right? <laughs> Shoot. Um, yeah. All right. So they did. They did question a couple people with those vans around the area, but didn't find anything too suspicious. N- nothing to warrant any suspects. The police also questioned the manager extensively to try to get some more details on what the driver looked like. And they did make a composite sketch of a man with kind of longish hair, but pretty typical white male. She said he looked to have some blonde streaks in his hair. He was white, 30s, medium to heavy build, six foot tall. But I'm sure that describes like... A bunch of people in that area in michigan yeah. yeah um also the blonde you know the lots of blondes up there and you know it was dark it was 11 something so i'm surprised she even got that many details i think right. i'm not 
that good. Right. Although she did think it was a little suspicious. So maybe she did pay attention just a little bit more than normal. Yeah, I could see that. But even with all of that information, the car and the person lookalike composite sketch, Jessica's case eventually went cold. Then, just over one year later, on a rural road in Muskegon County, about 20 minutes from where Jessica went missing, on June 29, 2014, a passerby saw a body of a woman lying on the side of the road. The body was a woman by the name of Rebecca Bletch. The people that were driving by initially thought she had been struck by a car because it looked like she had a head injury and it also looked like she was on a jog. But when the police arrived, they could tell that she had been shot in the head and placed alongside her were her earbuds, her sunglasses, and her phone, which seemed to be like meticulously placed, not just like thrown off of her if somebody would have like hit her or shot her while she was running, you know? Yeah. Becky, as they called her, uh, looked to be shot randomly on a late afternoon run, and no one could fathom why this married mother of one, she had one 11-year-old girl, would be killed. Uh, Her child and her husband were away out of town for the weekend, so they knew that it wasn't him. But who could it be? And they really had nothing. I mean, this road was in the middle of nowhere. There were absolutely nothing, no cameras or anything in sight. So just like the last case of Jessica, Becky's case went cold. Well, it seems completely random because otherwise they would have like smashed her phone, taken her ear pods. Right. 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 Although I wondered also how much they investigated the husband, because I think stuff like that is, you could hire somebody. Right. Oh, my wife's going on a jog tonight at four o'clock down this road. That's an easy, like. An, an easy mark. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh-huh. Okay. So we have two cold cases and in Muskegon County. In this small town. I mean, what the hell is going on? So then, in April 2016, we have a 16-year-old girl that was walking home from a party. I don't know the 16-year-old girl's name because I think they keep that stuff in the wraps because she's underage. Right. So she's walking home from this party and she is totally lost. She's walking for miles and she is thinking, where the hell am I? And I don't, I think her phone either went out of batteries or she didn't have it on her for whatever reason. And she's walking the wrong way. And all of a sudden, this silver town and country van pulls up beside her and this nice looking man says, hey, are you lost? Do you need a ride? And she's desperate at this point, right? She is like, shit, I don't know where the hell I am. And I don't have any way to figure it out because I don't have a phone. 
So she says, no, you know, I don't need a ride, but I would love to use your cell phone. So the dude says, sure, hop in the car and you can use my phone. And she does. Damn it. And as soon as she gets in the car, he locks the car and he starts driving. And he goes, oh, my phone's dead. Right then he gets under his seat and he pulls out a gun. Well, this brave girl must have had a mom that has listened to a lot of true crime and told her to run. Whatever you do, get away. And you know what? I was just telling my friend this story uh, yesterday, and she told me that her dad around the age of 12 told her, if anyone takes you or puts a gun to you, run away because a bullet in the back is better than anything they are about to do to you. Yeah. Which is true. True. Right? So thank heavens for this young lady because she jumped out of the moving vehicle and was able to get away where she ran to a house and she called the police. And this time there was security footage. They were able to pull some security from some of the properties along the way. And they found this guy. And his van. And it was, it belonged to a man named Jeffrey Willis. A married man, mind you. I think he was going through divorce, but still. That is so interesting because, you know, my crime next week involves a man named Jeffrey Willis. It's not up in <laughs> Michigan, right? This is not it's the same case. It's, he, well, he lives in Ohio now. <laughs> oh, shit, no. That's not Very him. close, adjacent. Holy cow, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, so it's funny, guys. We definitely do not talk about our crimes. So <laughs> we have not yet done the same crime. No, we haven't. This one involves, uh, it doesn't involve murder. So not the same guy. Good, because this one did, and it's awful. Yeah. Except for the 16-year-old girl, which, I mean, you guys, I... What a badass. I have told, I told my children, they always ask me what my cases are, and I, I only tell them the very slight details. And on this one, I just told them about the girl that got away, because it's important I think, to tell your kids that they cannot just be complacent, right? Right. A gun is scary, but you've got to, you have to like be a self-advocate. Yeah. So immediately, you know, the police, they search Jeffrey's van and what they found is so disturbing, okay? It's stuff that like, creeps would be creeped out. They found rope and handcuffs, syringes of insulin, a gun, chains, sex toys, gags, belts, Viagra. Oh, God. Yeah. I mean, that shit is... Could you imagine finding, like, a toolbox of that in somebody's car? Uh, no. So, they ran some tests on these things that they found in the car. They also found the gun and the gun matched the casings found in Rebecca's murder. And they also found Rebecca's DNA in the toolbox along with Jeffrey's DNA. And the gun was also missing that laser sight. Oh. 
So then they go into Jeffrey's home and search his home and they find even more disturbing things. His computer is full of pornography of children and women, rape porn, kidnapping porn, kill videos. And then they find deep in his computer a file titled VIX, which they're assuming is short for victims. Yeah. There are two files, one with the initials of Rebecca and one with the initials of Jessica. And the dates on the files were, there was a date on it, like next to their initials. And the date of Rebecca's was the date that she was murdered. And the date on Jessica's was the day after she disappeared which would probably be the date that he murdered her since he took her around 11, 10, right? So most likely she wasn't killed until after midnight, which would make it the next day. There was also information about the women. Um, There were missing person flyers, there were photos, news articles. You know, he was like keeping all that shit. Yeah. So the police are 100% sure that they had their guy, and they took Jeffrey Willis to jail. Now, while police are gathering evidence and piecing it all together, they start interviewing people in Jeffrey's life. And they come upon this guy, one of Jeffrey's cousins, named Kevin Bloom. Kevin happens to be a correctional officer, and during the interview, Kevin says, yeah, my cousin killed Jessica, and actually, I helped dispose of her body the day after the disappearance. Uh, geez, Kevin. Kevin's spilling it. Yeah. As a correctional officer, you'd think you'd be uh, not keen on helping out the murdering cousin. You would think. You would think. I mean, I would... I would probably say he's t- has taken an oath to maybe turn people in like that. Oh, he sounds like he needs some correction himself. I think he got some. So he says, yes, I know where she is. Uh, we took her and we buried her. And then shortly after his interview, he says, you know what? I made that whole thing up. Aye. So police obviously don't buy that he made this whole thing up. And they said that some of the facts that he said in his interview were things that the police didn't release to the public about what happened or the things that they found. So they're pretty sure that Kevin was somehow involved in the, at least the um, trying to cover up or bury a body. So Kevin was charged with accessory after the fact and lying to the police. He pled guilty to lying and he pled no contest to accessory. And the dude only received time served. Damn it. I know. With probation and an ankle monitor. But not enough, in my opinion. Well, no. And I'm wondering, were they, would they have been able to have searched his computer? Because, you know, I think it really is like those task force that are going around finding all these people that are looking at this child pornography crap. 
Mm-hmm. We need more of those. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. And those are the those are the bad guys. So I would like to see if Kevin had that crap on his computer too. Because then he was more than just a body burying cousin. He was into it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how I would I would like to know how much they did do uh, research on this guy, because you're right. Like, who does that? Yeah. All right. So Kevin gets basically nothing. And Jeffrey Willis is tried for first. He's tried for the kidnapping of a 16 year old and the murder of Rebecca. It's pretty straightforward. And he gets life in prison. Basically, they think he did the same thing to Rebecca as he did to the 16-year-old girl. Came up, tried to get her in the van. They think Rebecca fought him off, and so he executed her. I'm not sure how her DNA was found in his toolkit, but maybe he tried restraining her, and she was too difficult. And then he just said, like, fuck it and shot her. I don't know. But I'm I'm thinking her DNA got in there because he must have had some part of his, like, kit while he was trying to get her. Yeah. Upon sentencing, the victims often read a victim impact statement to the offender. Right? We all know that. Mm-hmm. Except for in this case, somehow Jeffrey was able to leave before hearing Rebecca's family, which is balls to the walls, dude. He like left the courthouse and I read her parents' Facebook page and they were real distraught because although like, yes, they got victory for, you know, and some closure for their daughter, but he like pussed out and left. Yeah, I can't believe he didn't have to sit through it. He did not. And so they still read their statements, but what are they reading to? You know? No, I'd go show up at his prison. They like they should have to make it up to them. They should be able to like I, say it to him behind the glass. I guess there was a law that said they didn't have to stay. But mm, I think since this case, they have now changed where the ruling is that the offenders must stay and hear the victims and their families, which is the right thing to do. Right. Jeffrey then went to trial on Jessica's murder with just circumstantial evidence as they have never found her body. And I'm going to get into that in a second about not finding her body, but Jeffrey, he did frequent that gas station, and he was also the creep from the night before that said the customers were watching out for her. Uh, He went to the gas station more than 15 times recently, and, you know, he had the gun with the missing piece. He also had Jessica's file with her name on it and her initials, and he had this abandoned house that his grandfather gave to him. They think that, they speculate that Jeffrey took Jessica to this abandoned house. I mean, it's literally just like nothing's in it. It's padlocked. It's vacant. All the police did find in it 
were some cleaning supplies like bleach. Oh, sounds like a horror movie. It does sound like a horror movie. It, um, his cell phone pinged around this place about the time that he took Jessica. So they think he brought her there, probably sexually assaulted her and killed her. This is all just theory because they don't really know. Um, but the jury did find him guilty. After the trial, he did stand up and he claimed his innocence in front of the court, which it's like, dude, you're disgusting. Yeah. And but, you know, he's he's where I think he belongs to be in prison forever. Now, not having a body is really hard. I think it's really hard to convict somebody, which they did, but it is really hard on the family and Jessica's family uh it seems to be very difficult for them Jessica's family has not gotten any closure and from uh, a Facebook page that her mother controls called Finding Jessica Haringa I can tell her mother is struggling she does not believe that Jeffrey Willis is the right guy really I went all the way back and read every single one of her posts, and she holds a lot of resentment towards the boyfriend slash fiance. Oh, interesting. Some so-called friends she uh, holds resentment for and the manager of the gas station. I mentioned in the beginning about the drug use, and I am sure that comes into play here. I think things were said in her trial that were very hurtful, Uh, like they called this boyfriend up and he talked a lot about her drug use and said she was a heroin addict. And and the mom, you know, at this point, you can only imagine it's like you're hurting so bad. And then and, and no matter how many drugs your kid is doing, they don't deserve to die. No, but. I think maybe they were trying to play it off like it wasn't this Jeffrey guy. And I don't know. I mean, like they cross-examined the boyfriend and made her look like a bad person. And so, which she wasn't, right? I don't know. I hate it when they do that, but because they'll paint the victim in like some kind of light so that it's kind of insinuates that they brought this on themselves because of their because of their lifestyle choices and it's like everyone makes bad choices at some point in their life and they don't deserve this also um from what i know about the heroin addiction if she was still showing up to work at the gas station she was doing pretty good (laughs) yes i think so too (laughs) okay so she, I, saying. I think maybe he was exaggerating or maybe, I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? I mean, I, to me, she looked like not, she didn't have track marks all over her. Okay. Like she looked like okay. she was doing just fine. The mother believes it's somebody else. The mother believes that they're, the manager is somehow involved. She said the manager didn't like her. I mean, I, I think she's struggling just internally over the whole thing. And she believes that Jessica is still alive and 
will walk through the door one day. Well, I hope she's right. I hope she's right, too. I cannot blame her for not giving up. Uh, The hurt and sorrow that she feels every day has to be super overwhelming. I cannot imagine. Um, I've been praying for her because I think she needs closure. And you know what? I mean, I remember that one case where they didn't give up finding that the body of the victim and up in Auburn, remember? It's like if they would just I feel like they could go to that property. I bet you she's on there, even though they searched it before and they brought dogs or whatever. I bet you. Oh, well, we've seen that multiple times where they've searched the property and they miss it. Yes. So I bet you if they go back out there and they really do some, put some money into finding her, they could find her. Her son is being raised by Jessica's sister. And I personally think that they got the right guy. If all the facts are correct, if that computer did have Jessica's initials, I mean, the mom thinks that the cops were corrupt also. So I just, I I don't think that there could be that many things on this guy's computer and the gun and all this stuff um, to not be him. I do think that it was different, right? The other two were kind of abduction type situations where girls were alone in a rural area. And this one was at a gas station. But I think this guy, I think it's this guy. Yeah, I'm leaning towards your side. But I also, you know, I kind of hate to discount a mama's intuition. I know. I know. But also mamas be delusional when they just are so desperate to have their child walk back in the door. So... It's tough. It's tough. That's why it's tough without a body because you will never give up because how can you give up? Right. It's too hard to give up. Yeah. Sad case for sure. Mm -hmm. But if you guys are up in Muskegon and have some ground penetrating radar, hit up the police because they still should be finding a body. I don't think the case is fully closed until it until they have have a body for it. All right. And that's a WAP. That's a WAP. Well, speaking of WAP, next week the case is going to be on the lighter side. I'm doing the case of a uh, nymphomaniac. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All righty. Mm-hmm. So we all have that to look forward to. Yes. Okay, good. Well, you guys, if you want more of us, uh, we are on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Housewives of True Crime. Gretchy does a bonus crime every month, and we just talk shop um, on Thursdays other than that once a month crime. So if you need more of us, you can find us there. Also, we have Housewives of True Crime group on Facebook. Uh, Search Housewives of True Crime group. We also just have a open Facebook page, but there's that one just has like our cases. But if you want to get more information or tell us stuff or talk crime, any kind, uh, go to the group page. And we are on Instagram. And um, 
I think we're going to do a question answer on our Patreon. So I'm going to post some of that on our on our group. Yeah, let's soon. post that in the group. Yeah, and I'm going to post Patreon it in the group. And we'll do it on Patreon. So anything else for this week, Gretchy? That's all I got, boo. All right. Well, have a fabulous week, you guys. And um, until Thursday, if you're Patreon or next Monday. All right. Clink, clink. clink. clink.